Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is Friday, February 3rd, and I'm clearing my throat because I just had chocolate chips for breakfast. Your boy just cut a corner off the uh, chocolate chip bag and said, you know what, YOLO. You only live once, boys. Let's go for it. And I had chocolate chips for breakfast. So um, that's where I'm at. Let me pull up my notes here. One thing that I wanted to start out with is buy. Where are we? Where are we going? What's this market doing? Uh, we had a buy-in on the algorithm here December 29th at 383. You're at 416. What's that? 20 points, 5% gain, 7% gain. Uh, TQQQ has even been crazier. Um, you know, the, the NASDAQ has been in this upward trajectory, uh, where even I bought SQQQ thinking it's gotta be a turnaround. Uh, today may be the turnaround with Amazon and Google kind of taking it down a little bit, a step, uh, meta brought it up, but TQQQ, you had a buy-in here at 1676. You've got this gap here between 24 and 25. Uh, that looks in play today where I think it's going to come down. Uh, but uh, I, I'm holding SQQQ, and I got questioned yesterday. Why am I holding SQQQ if I think that the, the market's going in? Well, I bought SQQQ as kind of a hedge against my entire large portfolio, uh, which is making a significant amount of money each day. Uh, the SQQQ is a very small position. I think it's like maybe five shares, four shares, somewhere around there. Um, it is not. It is in my Webull account, which I am trading $1,000 in Webull. And for at the end of the year, I will take whatever assets I have, uh, whatever profits I have, and donate them. So join me on Webull. The link is down below. If you want to join Webull, you'll get some free stocks. But that's exactly what I'm doing. So I am limited because it's only $1,000 by the pattern. PTD rule is what it's called. And I'm only allowed four trades a week. So why am I holding SQQQ if I continue to say that the market's going to go up? It's simple as that. I bought it to hedge against some of the positions there. Um, and again, it's only $1,000. Uh, I've lost, I think I'm down like 10% on that one. I think I bought it at 46. Let's see where SQQQ is right now. Um, but I do think that with yesterday's earnings that we'll go over, I think SQQQ might be a buy. Um, here you, it was a buy here at 40, $40 and 14 cents. I bought it up here, um, at about 46 50 or something when it started to started to see a button hook. Well, there wasn't a button hook and now you're down at 32. So it's significantly down. The RSI is down at 22. The MACD is way down here. Uh, our market is overextended. I think you'll see this one bounce back. You can typically see that when it gets down to this levels, um, these levels, it kind of does bounce back. So um, we're going to recap our week at the end of this, but a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. First one is Align Technologies, A-L-G-N. Uh, they reported crazy, crazy earnings yesterday, and they were way up. 
Um, ALGN, uh, they opened, do, 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 they closed at, I should say, they closed at 360. Um, they opened at 332. So it was a big move. It was based on earnings. Um, they made a dollar seventy three per share. Huge expect uh, surprise on that one. Um, it's up over a hundred percent in three months. So back here in November, you were down around one eighty or so. You're at three sixty right now. Hundred percent since November. So that one's been crazy. Um, Meta was kind of uh, up yesterday, just a little bit. Uh, I've been telling people on YouTube Live that my guess is that you'll be able to get this in the 150 to 160 range. Uh, I wish I could have gotten it back under 100 again. I think you'll be pulled more towards the 200 day, which is about 130. Uh, if it reaches 160 uh, with a 1.6 handle or a 1.5 handle, I'm all in. Uh, I, it, I'm not loading up the Brinks truck on this one, but I do think at some point in time this year, this is a $300 stock. Their, their, their PE is just too low at the current place. They're cutting their costs, but they're printing money. As advertising comes back, this one continues to go up. Um, $40 billion buyback. So there will be um, some, some competition for those shares. Um, final trades last night were interesting. Uh, with some of the folks on CNBC, Albermine, uh, A-L-B-E, I think it is. Um, no, A-L-B, Albemarle Corporation. This is lithium. Um, it has been in a run, uh, $214. Down here, it's at $290. Uh, in my opinion, it's a little bit stretched. It's got you know, over the 200-day. I think it's going to get pulled back there. But you do have this gap between 302 and 320 which I think gets, could get filled on this run. I mean, it does have a strong one, uh, but it has run up uh, quite a bit. Uh, ALB, let's look at it. Uh, in Finviz, the PE is 22, super expensive. Dividend is 0.54. You are 13% below your 52-week high of 334. That's where I think that gap comes into play as it gets close. I think it closes it, and then it comes back down to a realistic level, probably in the two... I would say, you know, it's going to have a 200 handle. Um, but I think it does get, at some point in time, up to 300 this year. Um, year to date, it's up 33%. So it's a great, great trade. Another final trade was Pan W Palo Alto Networks. This is in our core portfolio because this is one of the leaders in cybersecurity. And I just can't believe that people were pulling back on cybersecurity, but they were. The algorithm had you buy in at 138. You're at 162 right now. Uh, you're up above the 200-day. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one right now. Their earnings are coming up February 21st. We might find out more information about who's pulling back, why they're pulling back, and and, and such. That's an interesting one to look at. Uh, I personally own this one. I think I own it in the 180 range. Um, I just haven't been buying a lot of it. Uh, I didn't buy a, a whole bunch of it, but I haven't bought it on the way down either. Um, I... I I've just been very careful with this one because they are not making money. And that's, you know, with, with some of these, you just want to be careful. Their, their forward PE is 40, so it's not crazy for a growing business. Um, but you do want to be careful with this. Um, the 52-week high is 213. Uh, the 52-week low is 132. You're right in the middle of that. 
So 152 is not crazy. Of all the final trades, I think that one um, was the least crazy, basically buying into a run. Uh, the other one that I wanted to bring up was Uber. And we brought up Uber yesterday um, as having a secondary cross-up. Uh, Uber, the initial buy was December 29th at 24. You're at 32 right now. Quite a move. You do have a gap here between 26 and 27. I would expect this one to move back down towards the 200-day, which is 28. I think anything under 20, in the 20 handle, I think you can safely buy anything in the 20 handle with this one. This one is is expensive um, going forward. The, the, they're not making money. Uh, I think they turn profitable on an EBITDA basis, but they're expected to grow 94% um, you know, this year, which is high expectations. Their performance year to date, they're up 33%. Their 52-week high is 42. So that's why I say I think anything with a two handle on it, I think you can buy it. But this one is a buy and hold. This isn't really one that I would uh, trade on. I don't personally own it. Um, I don't personally own it. And the reason I don't personally own it is just because I don't use Uber a lot. I just don't. Um, one that has been getting a comeback, and it seems like it's 2021 all over, is GameStop. GameStop on January 9th in our algorithm was buy at 1682. You're at 22 right now. That is a crazy crazy gain. Um, 2250. Uh, I, I, that's where it's trading right now. Um, you know, is, is it getting some type of short squeeze? I don't think so. Is this getting back to 400? I don't think so. It's a worthless stock. Don't be suckered in. It's a worthless stock. Um, one that my dad owns and he called me, if you guys were on YouTube live yesterday, they called me and they started screaming about how happy they were that some of these stocks were up. Fiverr was way up. Fiverr is one that it was $28 uh, on December 30th. You're at $45 right now. You've almost doubled your money in a, in a company that I don't consider as bad. They're just not making money. And that's the problem that you have with Fiverr is they're just not making money. When you look at it from a long standpoint, and I told my dad, I said, where'd you buy this one? And he's like, oh, much higher. But I'm so happy that we're making money on it again. I, and I asked, are you actually making money? He's like, no, we, we've lost overall, but it's in a positive swing. Just be careful. This is one that, that's not making money. I, let, me, let me look. Um, are they making money? Do they have P? Their forward P is 45. Uh, earnings per share this year expected to reduce by 300%. Next year, 60%. Um, they're 78% above their 52-week low of 26. They're 50% below their 52-week high of 94. Performance year-to-date, they're up 60%. It's a crazy, crazy one. Uh, the trading desk is another one. This is, while I don't think that Fiverr is a great investment, I think the trading desk is. These guys serve up ads on streaming, streaming media. Um, one of my parents' friends, their son was the CEO. He's now the CEO of Expedia, I believe. Um, uh, but this is one that, you know, in my particular mind, I, it's expensive. Don't get me wrong. But in the ad business, if these guys can survive, if we do have a recession and we do have a slowdown, if these guys can survive, I think they're a game changer. Um, their earnings are coming up February 15th. Uh, I'm sorry, February 14th. Kiss your mamas. 
uh, for Trading Desk. But TDD is one that I think, um, one that I've been screaming about that you should have bought in the 20s, and I was pretty consistent about this one. Uh, your boy didn't buy it in the 20s, so I can't say, oh my God, look at this one. I bought this. This is a great trade. But the algorithm's clear on this one. Uh, this one's going to come right back down in my mind. It's Roblox, RBLX. Their earnings are coming up February 14th. Kiss your mamas. Um, but yeah, 26 was the buy-in, and you just crossed 40. Um, it's coming back down here. Uh, this gap was filled. The gap between 32 and 29, it was filled. I think this, this volume shelf right here at 27, the first volume shelf it's going to cross is 33. If we get down to 33 and it's below the 200-day, um, I, I think that volume shelf right there, because you have some support right here, that might be a buying for a second step up to, towards the 50s. Um, but you're going to have to wait for the algorithm to actually tell you that. Uh, this is one that I would not trade without the algorithm telling me to be in. Right now, it does have you in, but there's a button hook happening. There is a gap up here between 39.30 and 38. We'll, uh, that is still open because today it's, it's trading lower. So we'll see where that one ends up. Um, Jackie uh, mentioned that she wanted me to go over Snowflake. Snowflake is one that I personally own, and I believe that my average price is around 180. I have not purchased down in this level. Uh, I did buy a little bit more, I think at around 140. Um, uh, it was right after, I think it was right after, um, it might have been in this area in December, but it was right after one of these things, and then it, it just continued down. But I, I bought it up here. Um, I think it was back here in March of last year. I bought it at about 184. I didn't trade for this 14, 15, 16% because I said, you know, this gap isn't filled. Well, it's never gotten back up to that gap, but that gap at 264 is clear and present danger. Their earnings are coming up on uh, March 1st. Do I think that this one is a $500 or $400 stock anytime soon? No. Uh, but I do think their software is a game changer. Uh, their contract structure is a game changer. Here's what you have to know. These guys have to grow quickly. The forward PE right now is 347. That is just crazy. So far this year, it's up 24%. I am crazy for holding this at 180. But I do think that that gap up here at 259, at some point, when we get into an actual run, this one covers that one. Whether that's this year or next year, it covers that one. This is in a brokerage account. It's a taxed account. So I am less likely to get out of this um, at 180 unless I need the loss. And because it was March of last year, I wasn't in long-term capital gains. So you write long-term against long-term. You write short-term against long-term, uh, short-term. I didn't have short term to write off. So I didn't get out of this one. I dollar cost averaged a little, but I do think that my, my average price is still around 180. Um, I, right now, if you were looking at a short term gain in this one, I don't think you're crazy for pulling out. Um, this 187, because we have the button hook, even this 187 gap that is from October, um, I, I don't think that it's crazy to think that, that we don't hit that in this run. 
the last time it pulled up over the 200 day, it didn't have much support. It stayed there from August until November. Um, but oh, I'm sorry, till October. Then it went up, then it went down. And I think this October to November is what you're going to see here. There's just not that much positivity in the market to bring this one from 135. Again, with a forward PE of 347, it's just super, super expensive. So my, my assumption is you could get out of this, you could pull out of this. Again, it depends on what kind of trade you've identified this. If it's short term and you want to take the profits, go ahead and take the profits. Uh, if it's in a retirement account and there's no, um, no tax implications, trade it. Because I do think that you're pulling back to the 200 day of 157 uh, and you're at 170 right now. At some point in time, you will see the 150s in this one. Um, you know, I, I, I just kind of see it. Uh, let's look at Ford. Ford announced that they are screwed up. <laughs> um, yeah, here's, the, I, I tell you guys this all the time. This is a Jim Cramer hype rally. Um, this one you buy at 11 and you sell at 14. Um, you know, here, October, buy at 11, sell at 14. It goes back down to 11, goes up to 14. I mean, this one, buy at 11, sell at 16. But you probably should have sold at 14, but there was just gaps up here. I mean, it's, it's, it's not hard to see this on a four-hour chart. If you're looking on YouTube, I mean, this is a clear, clear pattern. Where you're just that the it's new lower highs. I, I mean, look at here. I'll I'll draw you a trend line. Boom. Oh no. Uh, and then we're gonna cover three. Down twenty percent. Twenty percent. So uh, it 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 is clear that you're hitting the highs, um, but you're just not. It's, it, it's not going to move anywhere. I mean, you know, buy at 14 and, and sell it. Buy at 11, sell at 14. Simple as that. Uh, Farley said the F-150 revenue has masked, um, uh, masked uh, uh, all of their um, dysfunction. I have dis distinction, but uh, for, Farley said F Ford F-150 revenue has masked dysfunction over the years. And they are still cleaning things up. They fell 1.3 billion short of guidance. They guided three months ago. Three months ago they guided. And they fell 1.3 billion short. And Jim Cramer is defending this and saying, it's a good company. Jim Farley just texted me. Go and buy it. I think it's a good company. Well, when it gets to 11, buy it. When it gets to 14, sell it. You know, again, it's clear as day on this chart. I can't post it enough. Um, the other thing that I want to tell you is, as bad as Ford and GM are, that's how good Tesla is. They still have a almost a 30% margin on their cars. They just reduced the price of their cars. They are basically producing these cars at cheaper, cheaper costs, which means they can reduce the prices. Ford just announced that the uh, Mach-E, remember Jim Farley, when he took over a couple of years ago, he said, we're getting out of Brazil because it's not a moneymaker. We will no longer do things at a, uh, at a loss. Well, he just was forced to reduce the price of the Mach-E, which is their electric Mustang, 
uh, to the point where they're losing money on that maki with everyone that they sell. Uh, and guess who forced them to, to do that? It was Tesla. Tesla's making close to 30% margin on the cars that they just reduced the price on because they're able to reduce their production costs. Ford is not. And Ford has to stay competitive in that electric market. What happens when Volkswagen all of a sudden comes in with a Mustang competitor and says, you know what, we're going to compete right against the Mustang on the gas business? Uh, they're not going to do that, but who's, you know, Hyundai, Kia? I mean, you know, if you're buying a Mustang, you're buying it for the American. I mean, let's be honest. Mustangs are made in Mexico. Mustangs are made all over the world. They're not an American car anymore, but they're put together here. If you want an American car, Tesla is the most American-made car out there. So, you know, again, I, I'm not a fan of the Mustang. I'm a fan of Tesla. I'm not a fanboy. Tesla has its problems. Um, my car, the road noise is horrific in the car, but I wouldn't drive another car just because the tech in it is amazing. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, um, before I get into earnings, I did record, I, I did edit the video with David Yoakum about how to use TrendSpider and some of the tools that I may not use in TrendSpider. So if you're either using TrendSpider today or you're interested in TrendSpider, that video should, should be up um, later today, if not now, but it should be up at absolutely later today. I will post it as a podcast on Spotify as well. And on YouTube, uh, it'll be a, a video podcast. So if you want to watch it on video on, on Spotify, I don't particularly like the video podcast on Spotify. I, I, I'd prefer you go to YouTube. I mean, in YouTube, it should be in 4K. On Spotify, it's like 720p or something. Uh, it's nice to watch Talking Heads on Spotify, not to look at stock charts. So, But I, I will post it on Spotify and, and, and uh, Anchor, and I'll post it if you want to listen in your car. It'll be as a podcast as well. I'll just export the audio. Um, so I wanted to make sure that you knew that one. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. My biggest holding, Apple. What's interesting about Apple, <laughs> and this is the crazy part, and, and since it's now 940 and we've opened up, I, I can tell you, uh, Apple posted their worst quarter uh, since 2016, the first revenue slowdown since 2016. Uh, they blamed production in China. There was no mention of demand. Now, I'm not saying that that's true, but I'm saying there was no, no mention of a slowdown in demand at all. Services was up, I think, 7% year over year, which is eh, it's eh. I mean, I would have expected more, to be honest, um, with 2021 being kind of a eh year on services. 2020 was a crazy year on services because everybody was home. Nobody had anything to spend money on. So they were buying apps. They were buying games. They were buying little add-ons on their phones, um, you know, camera apps. What, they were doing a bunch of things. The only segment of Apple's business that grew was iPad. Uh, Mac was down. And now I will tell you the M2 chip in the MacBook Pro, I think that's going to um, blow things away. I don't think enough people got the M1 chip uh, with the Air or the MacBook. 
I think they waited for the MacBook Pro. Uh, I got the MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. I think a lot of people waited for the M2 chip. Uh, so I do think that Mac will show a, a little increase. Is it going to blow things out of the water? No. iPhone runs this company. Uh, what's interesting is they posted the worst quarter they could have. Uh, what your grandma makes on Christmas Eve for dinner is priced into the market. Everything was priced into the market. Apple is up after posting the worst quarter. Apple, I, I repeat, Apple is up by 1%. It's trading at 151. Um, that is the craziness that is Apple. Their ex-dividend date is the next catalyst, and that is on February 10th. They are not a, a huge dividend payer. Uh, you will see news articles about how Warren Buffett makes $5 billion per quarter uh, on, on just the Apple dividend. That's how many shares he holds. The dividend is 0.61%. They didn't up their dividend. They announced a huge buyback again, but that's not unheard of. They are up 15% year to date. It's an average company. This is a savings bank for me. I don't expect this one to be at 200 by the end of the year. I expect it to actually hit 180 by the end of the year, but I don't expect this one to, to, to stay at you know uh, 120. I, I kind of mentioned it. Hey, one, a 1-2 handle on Apple? Load up the Brinks truck. Uh, a 1-3 handle, you can back up a dump truck, you know, buy some. Uh, a 1-4 handle, yeah, throw some extra money in there that you got in there. It's a savings account. So that's kind of the way I look at Apple. I don't think it's going to outperform the market. It's not the best thing out there. Uh, but, you know, in a downturn, these guys just print money. It goes back to Facebook. These guys just print money. They will make billions and billions of dollars in profit. They are shifting out of China. They are moving to India, to Vietnam. They are moving their businesses to other places. And make no mistake about it, they have enough market power to actually get better prices in these new countries. So that's Apple. Google, on the other hand, um, the company missed on both top and bottom earnings per share and revenue. Uh, advertising revenue was down. Uh, the advertising revenue drop was the, yeah, the advertising revenue was down. I mean, we knew this was slowing. Adjusted for currency, though, uh, this would have been a better quarter than the last. Uh, what you're seeing, Google, down 3%. I think Google under 100 is an absolute 100% buy. I think you're going to see it under 100. I think you put more money into it under 100. I don't think that you buy it here. I don't think that you buy Apple here. I don't think at 150 you buy Apple. I think you wait for the 140s. I think you wait for the 130s. I think we will be back down there. Um, cloud for Google grew by 30%. Uh, the problem, one of the biggest issues was YouTube. Where are you watching me now? And by the way, if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. But advertising revenue was down for the second quarter in a row. And, th and that's huge because YouTube is the most w watched video platform in the world. And for advertising revenue to be down, um, that's big, real big. So I again, I would buy Google under 100. I wouldn't buy it over 100. Um, it, the market has just been outperforming. Uh, it's trying to time things. We got a jobs number today. 
And I haven't talked about it much here uh, because I, I think it's, you know, remember I said Wednesday was Fed Day, Thursday was uh, Earnings Day, and Friday was Jobs Day. 500,000 jobs in this job number. Now, uh, I, I know I've said it before. Um, the Fed needs a weak job market. Uh, I'm kind of turning my view on this one. Uh, I think the job market is going to be as strong as it is. I think it's going to weaken slightly, but I don't think we're going to get a 7 or 8% unemployment number like everybody's thinking. I'm kind of leaning towards a, uh, a softer landing. Um, 50, 517,000 jobs. That's just unbelievable. Um, but it, it, it doesn't tell me that the market's good. It tells me that the market, you know, w- with the market going up, let's see where the market is. Uh, the Dow Jones is down 0.19. Well, I think Active Trader Pro screwed up. I don't think my Active Trade Pros, it seems to do that. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Amazon beat uh, huge. Here, here's what you have to know about Amazon. They're down 3% at 108. I, can, I think under 100 is still a great buy for Amazon. They're expensive. Make no mistake about it. Google uh, is a 21 PE. A- Apple was a 26 PE. Uh, Amazon is a 104 PE. It's expensive. Super, super expensive. Uh, here's what you have to know about Amazon. Uh, they beat, they showed an enormous growth in advertising business. I think these guys are taking the business away from Google. So while I think Google under 100 is an absolute buy because the PE is, I think Amazon is an absolute buy for their growth in advertising. They did see some weakness on the Amazon cloud, but everybody, everybody saw weakness on cloud. Google was the only one who saw a, gro- a growth in cloud by 30%. So Google's taking uh, Amazon's cloud business. I mean, that's clear. So between those three, again, Apple's my savings bank. I think Google under 100, and I think Amazon under 100. I think you'll be able to get both of those under 100. I think Apple, probably closer to 140 is a better one. Um, So uh, Starbucks blamed uh, their earnings on a 20% slowdown in China. Uh, They are able to take more money out of every uh, customer in the U.S. uh, by a large amount. Uh, This one, I think if it's under 100, I think you buy it. I mean, that's, that's essentially it. Uh, the U.S. rose 10%. Um, so again, a slowdown in China, that's temporary. Uh, they, they, Charles Schultz, uh, um, Howard Schultz, Charles Schultz is peanuts, but Howard Schultz announced, he said there's a major announcement coming later this month that was inspired by his trip to Italy. Is that a pasta dish that we're going to see <laughs> uh, at Starbucks? I mean, it could be food. Most likely it's food or it's some type of drink. But he says it's some type of product announcement. Um, they also announced that over the holidays, there was record gift card sales. Now, here's what you have to know about gift cards. Uh, they moved, their stock moved from about 110 down to 104. Uh, this is not in our, our core portfolio. I am a fan of Starbucks. I just don't buy there enough to actually put it in the core portfolio. Again, uh, trade in things that you actually know and use. I don't use it enough. If you buy uh, your coffee at Starbucks, if you buy Starbucks products, go and do it. I drink Walmart coffee. Your boy is cheap. 
I am one of these basic bitches that just drinks Walmart coffee. Uh, coffee tastes like coffee to me. Yeah, there is a big difference in taste quality when I taste it uh, freshly brewed at like Guatemala. I've had some of the best coffee in the war uh, in Guatemala. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, but am I willing to pay for that every day? Nah, nah. And does Starbucks coffee taste that good to me? Nah, it's okay. Eh, it's okay. But Starbucks, um, that with the record gift card sales, that they only they don't recognize the revenue of the gift card, um, at the time of the purchase. They re- recognize the revenue of the gift card when somebody uses the gift card to buy a product. So that pushes all of that forward. Big, big, big catalyst for that one. Their uh, ex-dividend date is February 9th. Um, let's look at when what their dividend is. I think it's like a 2%, 1.94. Their PE is 38. So make no mistake, it's expensive. But it's expensive because they're a good company. Um, Qualcomm beat on earnings. Uh, they blamed a China slowdown uh, for missing revenues. They blamed China slowdown and cell phone slowage, slow, um, slow cell phone growth. Uh, the PE is, you know, I'm sorry, the MACD is super high. The RSI is at 65. I wouldn't buy this here. I, I think you're going to come back to this gap between 123 and 125. I think that's probably where you buy. Honest to God, I think that, you know, right now they're down 0.37% at 135. In my mind, I think you're just covering this gap up here between 130 and 132, and I think it's going to come back down. Uh, the 200 days at 119. I, this is in our core portfolio. I like it. Uh, Boeing was downgraded. Uh, Boeing has had just a record run. Uh, it was downgraded based on supply chain and missed deliveries. You're in an ascending triangle here. The algorithm got you in at 129. You've essentially almost doubled this. You're at 209 right now. I would wait. You can see the volume gap right here. If you break 206 and you close below 206, your next volume gap is 190. I say anything under 200 on this stock, I think you're doing well. Uh, I think you're doing fine. Um... Uh, Kramer, I have my Kramer note. Kramer defended uh, Ford and said it was still a buy. It's down. It's a trade. If Tesla keeps reducing prices, there's no way Ford or GM can keep up. Um, one that I do see a catalyst in um, is Macy's. So Ryan Cohen of uh, GameStop fame, uh, he built and sold Chewy. So he's got a lot of money. He put a sizable stake into Nordstrom. Um, symbol JWM, uh, JWN, uh, and their Nordstrom is gapping up. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big gap right here, uh, from 21 to 25. So you're going to have this huge gap in Nordstrom. Their earnings are coming up on March 2nd. He wants a board seat on Nordstrom. Uh, I think this is a catalyst for Macy's to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Macy's had a buy at 2056. I've said, Hey, buy this under 20 and ride it to wherever it goes at 20, $20 and 56 cents. Uh, the buy, it had already covered the gap down here. There is a gap below at 16 Macy's earnings are coming up February 17th, uh, after the bell. Uh, that'll be interesting because with, uh, Ryan Cohen putting in this, 
he he's attacking um you know retail the 200 day on macy's just started moving positive you had the golden cross right here at about $18 back on november 1st that was the catalyst you're at $24 right now now macy's um if you've used macy's e-commerce you may may have noticed i love them it's a 2.58% dividend you're 11% below your 52 week high of $28 you are 64% above your 52-week low of $15. Year-to-date, they're up 20%. They're expected to grow uh, by 133% next year, but next uh, the following year, down 9%. Their PE is only 5. Whereas JWN, which Ryan Cohen just bought into, their PE is 10. So I do think that Macy's has room to grow. And, and I don't think that 25 is crazy to buy in here. I just see this $23 and I see you're kind of outpacing your, uh, your price, uh, your, your volume shelf. If I pull this volume shelf back here, um, more towards where we have some, some higher buys. And again, the further back you go on the volume shelf, the less likely it is to kind of hold some quote unquote weight here. But if we pull this back to the last time it was trading close to 30, um, I, you know, again, you kind of see it's mixed in here. It's just not a great, great volume. I think the, the biggest volume shelf that I see is between $23, $23. I think if it pulls back down below 23 I think you're good before earnings. Again, earnings is February 17th. So if it pulls below 23 before earnings, I think you've got an opportunity there. Um, jobs number. Oh, I got a great message from uh, a fan who's 18 years old. Who and I want to do this as a, as a learning experience. Um, he said, "Hey, I listened to you at lunchtime, um, and I want to know about Bill. They have earnings coming up. I think they'll be good. Blah blah blah. They were trading at that time around one thirty, uh, and he wanted to buy. He was listening at lunch uh, at his school cafeteria, I guess. But he said, should I buy it?' And I said, you know, here's the thing, and and this is just this is a lesson in how to look at stocks. I looked at the the chart." And in September, this was trading around 170. And I just saw it falling. Yeah, there's some bumps here and there's some gains, but mostly overall, I see this downward trend. And then I see in January where it's trading at about 100 and it shoots up to 130 right before earnings. And I said, you know, you're on a bull run. Maybe they've got something to fill this gap up here around 140 to 147 or maybe even 160. Maybe their earnings are coming in really well. So I go over to Finviz. And again, this is a lesson in how to look at this. And I see they're not making money. They have no PE. Forward PE is 148. Super, super expensive. Their 52-week low is 89. So you're only 10% above that. Uh, well, I should say, let me finish the story first. I looked at their um, uh, monkeys. The monkeys hadn't put anything in here. Uh, all of those three that you're seeing right now, they weren't in there. So this is where I moved down to. I said, you know, let's look at some of the sales. And I looked at November, October, December. Uh, these guys were all selling at 100, 113, 104, 120. There is not one buy at these levels. Even back here in August when it hit 164 and 175, there was a bunch of sales from the CEO, from the CFO, from CRO. The C-suite's all selling. What do they know? And in January, this guy, you know, he sold 600, again, 
it's not a lot of money to these guys. The CFO sold a million bucks in December at 114. So I think you can kind of put in, they're not buying. So what happened? Well, they reported earnings and from 130, uh, $130 a share, they're down at 99 right now. So point being, and I, I told this listener, I said, hey, um, you have better places to gamble your money. This isn't one. So uh, your boy made the right call. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I, I probably wouldn't put money in here. And I told him from a zero to 10 scale where 10 is like you're going to Vegas and you're putting it all on red. I said, this one's a nine just because earnings is always a risk. And, and I didn't know anything about the company, but I didn't feel good about those insider sales. So um, we're putting one into legend status. Um, and this is AI. AI, it was brought up on YouTube. Uh, AI is absolute 100% uh, legend. This one, uh, January 3rd, had an $11.43 buy uh, in the algorithm. You're at $24 now. You've doubled your money. <laughs> Crazy. Their earnings are coming up on March 1st. Um, let me pull this back here. Uh, it has covered this gap. If I pull it back to this gap, this is what's killer is the actual volume shelf that you're seeing is between 19 and 21, um, which I think on a pullback you could see. This 100% is because of the popularity of chat GPT. C3 AI has nothing to do with chat GPT. The symbol is AI. And that's the buzzword of the, the year so far. Um, this is... You, you know, we talked, uh, I guess, a couple episodes ago about volume driving price. Look at the volume bars there. And if you're looking on, on, on YouTube, the volume bars are clear. I mean, this is just seen an enormous volume. You do have a gap here between 17 and 1742. Uh, I think if you break 20, that's where you're pulling back to. The 200-day has turned positive. Uh, you're trading outside your Bollinger Bands. I don't think you buy into this one now, but I think you put it on a watch list and you wait. You just be patient. Their earnings are coming up on March 1st. So you've got some time between now and then. They will lose money. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. I think this one has more downside than it has upside, but um, it's legend status. I, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's common sense. When I started using chat GPT, I should have looked at AI. Um, and it's common sense. Put two and two together. Year to date, you're up 115%. Your 52-week high is 27. So at 24, you're touching 52-week highs. Um, so it's a little bit dangerous to look at this one. Earnings per share this year expected to uh, lose 241%. Next year, it's expected to grow by 54%. This was a pandemic favorite. I traded this one a few times. Should have had it in a watch list. I added it to my watch list today when it was brought up. Uh, but that one absolutely uh, becomes um, uh, legend status. Now, Monday, uh, we're going to do our recap right now before we go into what crossed up and what you may be able to hold over the weekend. RBLX, this one continued its run. It's up over 40. Uh, you know, it got over 40. Today, it's trading at 38.63. Uh, that was a Monday buy, and on Monday, let's see, Monday was January 30th. We were trading at 35. 
35 to 40, you made your 10% uh, in a week. Uh, Arc G crossed up on Monday, and we said, hey, um, we think this one is a good one. Uh, ARKG, if I could type it. Uh, let's look at this one. On Monday, January 30th, we were trading at 32. You're 35, 10%. You made it all the way up to uh, 37, 10%. Again, great trade. Um, that's a recap. Win, uh, which is a gambling stock. We said on Monday it crossed up. Um, let's see, January 30th, uh, do, 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 do. you were selling at uh, 100. You're at 103. You got all the way up to about 105. So a 5% gain. Can't complain about it. If you're still holding on, it's got confirmation. Uh, I said this one was a secondary cross-up, so it was kind of a continued um, rally. Uh, coin, we had said on Monday, and I'm just picking ones out of the list because they're all super, super um, you know, long lists for every day. January 30th on Coin, we were selling at 57. You're at 79 right now. Your boy made you a lot of money. I expect a tip. <laughs> but yeah, this was a secondary cross-up. Now, did I know it was going to do? No. I said be careful because on December 23rd, our algorithm gave you a buy at 35. You're at 78 right now. Crazy good trade. That's a legend status. Um, ODLF, ODFL. This is Old Dominion Freightline, which I said had earnings coming up later in the week. This was a cross-up. Uh, a secondary cross-up, and I said, hey, be careful of this one. Um, the it, Trading at 323. Today you're at 368. And the earnings were really good. It's got a gap up. It's got a, probably going to get you out at some point in time. But those moving averages are just too strong for the, uh, the algorithm to, uh, to be in there. Uh, now, Tuesday, DRV had a cross-up. This is one that you lose, you lost on if you got in, but hopefully you had a good stop loss. Forty two forty nine was the trade today. You're at thirty nine, so you've lost a little under ten percent. If you're still holding, I would not hold it through the weekend. Um, this is the triple levered real estate bear. Uh, this I, I just don't expect this one to go up. DRN is the one that we had a cross up as well the next day, um, and we had a cross up here. It was a secondary cross up. Um, on February 1st, I'm sorry, January, January 31st, and it was selling at $11 today or $12. So not horrible. Uh, SPXU uh, had a cross up. This is the ultra short on the S&P 500. This one you're down on as well. Again, triple levered. These things gave us cross ups and they've just faked us out because uh, we've had a crazy good week. Um, BTU, which is Peabody Corporation, which is coal. I said I wasn't investing in coal, but uh, on January 31st, we were trading at 27.53. Today, you're at 28.21. <coughs> Excuse me. You're still in that run, uh, and their earnings are coming up on February 13th. So I think that's bad luck. You shouldn't kiss your mom on February 13th. Wait for February 14th. Uh, on Wednesday, we had so many cross-ups. I'm going to take a couple of these, uh, just a couple. CrowdStrike uh, on uh, February 1st, we were trading at uh, 103. Today, you're at 115. Good move. 
Good move. Um, XOM, we had a secondary cross up on this one. I think you might be down on this one, actually. No, you're probably up. Um, let's see. January 31st, February 1st. You were trading at 113 today. You're at 113. Eh, you're holding it. Their ex dividend date is coming up on February 13th. Again, probably bad luck. Um, Halliburton is one, but that's only since this is only since Wednesday. So it hasn't had a lot of time to move on these cross ups. Halliburton, we talked about uh, the cross up here at $40.84. It was a little high. I said there's a gap down here between 34 and 35. You're at 39. Uh, the algorithm actually got you out the next candle. So hopefully you got out the next candle. I am going to put together kind of, okay, where do we get out once we say we get in? Um, most of the other ones that I see, uh, UNP is uh, one, Union Pacific, similar to the other, um, the other railroad, Old Dominion. We had a cross up here at 203.21. Today you're trading at 210. You made it all the way up to 214. So. A pretty good 5% gain. Again, that's just since Wednesday. Uh, yesterday, we talked about Coin. We talked about Uber. We talked about PayPal. We talked about Qualcomm. We talked about Meta. We talked about NVIDIA. Uh, we talked about Merck. We talked about Lulu. So let's get to today's scans. Today's scans that, that triggered buys. Uh, J&J. I've talked about this one, having this button hook, uh, being in a uh, kind of, you know, we talked about I think it was January, late last week, 169 was the buy. Are you upset that you bought at 169? Probably, but you know what? It just gave you another buy at 165. Go ahead and buy it at 164. They're in a legal mess. Their uh, ex-dividend date is coming up February 17th. This one regularly trades between 160 and 180. It's not a great trading one. I personally own it. I just hold it kind of like a savings account. It's never going to make me a ton of money. But it's going to, you know, move. It's it's gonna let me just keep the money there. It's not gonna lose me a ton. It pays a decent decent dividend, uh, but it's not exciting. VSS, which is the uh, all wild XUS small caps. This is a Vanguard, um, low cost ETF. One hundred three seventy two back on December twenty ninth. You've made ten percent on this one since then. It's a secondary cross up. I would not get into this one, uh, the RSI at this level. I would wait until it pulls back to the 102. But VSS is one. If you wanted to look into that one, it's just run a bit too much. I would wait for it to pull back towards the 200-day for your entry. One that is a secondary cross-up that I think you could buy if you wanted to add to it, uh, but I wouldn't start an initial position, is Disney. Um, some of the streamers like Paramount and uh, Warner Brothers, Netflix have just had a crazy, crazy start to the year. This one started the year. We had a buy-in at 87. Uh, I said anything under 100, I think you want to buy in on this one. At 87, you're way up here. Uh, you're getting this little kind of button hook up here. Uh, the RSI is a little high at 72. The MACD is up there. Their earnings are coming up February 8th. But Disney, if you own it, and you want to add to it, I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think you can get it closer to 100, though. 87, anytime this, and I, I said this when it touched 87. Anytime this one touches eight handle, add to it. It's expensive, but they're just a legendary company. This is one of those that you talk about printing money in a basement. 
They can raise their rates for Disneyland and parents will absolutely pay it. Abbott Laboratories. This is one that, um, you know, they got in trouble with the baby formula stuff and uh, they've slid down here and now they're starting to make a comeback and they're making some good money. Um, We have a cross up here at 112. You're coming off a 2% gain on this one. The algorithm makes you 2%. Buying and holding loses you 10%. So in a bear market, the algorithm works. Um, I think you wait until this one gets back down towards 105. I think it'll come back down there. I, I've sold out of this one. It's not in any of my portfolios. I bring it up just because I think it's a safe bet. Again, out, you know, Abbott Laboratories is one that does testing, makes baby formula, blah, blah, blah. This is an interesting one, IBM. Now, this is an interesting one because you have this gap down below. You are kind of right on the 200-day, but you have this gap down below at 125 to 122. Uh, You're selling at 135. You have a gap here between 138 and 140. So both these gaps are kind of in play just because you've just come under the 200-day, but you're just piercing the 200-day again. Uh, what I look at is the MACD, how low that MACD is and how it's crossing up and how the RSI is really just coming off of being extremely low at 30 on the down, uh, down, downward trend. Um, I think you probably wait for this one to hit maybe 133 if you want to get in, but don't be greedy. If you're only buying a couple of shares, it's 133 to 135. Um, this is IBM. This is just one to hold. It's a decent dividend. This was the best performer of tech last year. Doesn't mean it will be the best performer of tech this year, but you got a 4.84% dividend. So if you trade around here between this level of 130 and 140, and you collect a 4.84% dividend, say for some reason you go up to 180 this year. It's a great trade while getting a great dividend. So that's kind of where I, why I brought up IBM. It's nothing exciting. I don't have it in the core portfolio. I just don't think it's anything. But I've gone on for 53 minutes and I think the podcast has done well enough. I'll hang out on YouTube uh, for a little bit afterwards. If this is your first time here um, uh, on YouTube, subscribe, uh, hit the thumbs up button. If you're on a podcast and you're listening to me, Go up and just hit the uh, the the five star. If you made it this far, obviously I'm entertaining. Obviously I'm doing things right. Uh, if you do use a trade and you feel so compelled, I'd appreciate a tip. Think of me as a bartender. I don't charge for this stuff. I won't charge you for a course. I'm putting stuff out for free. Um, I, I you know I, I I love when you guys make money. And so when I get a tip, that means you guys made money. I won't always make you money. Um, people on the internet who say I have a guaranteed system that will make you money. They're absolutely 100% lying. Um, there is no system that will get you a hundred percent gain. Uh, I, I've been on this, this, this game now for about 35 years. Um, you know, trading, uh, has made me a small amount of money. What's made me even larger amounts of money is buying and holding. So understanding what portion of your portfolio, sizing your portfolio, and making sure that you're, you're using your money smartly, that's what will make you rich. This is my Saturday daddy conversation. Um, just don't think that trading is going to make you rich. It won't. Getting in and out of positions, you can't time the market. You have to find quality companies to invest in long term. And that's where you're going to make your money. When you want to get out of it, 
You make sure that you have a place to get into it. Identify your trades before you actually spend your money. That's the biggest thing. But again, leave me a review. Uh, Gentlemen's agreement, if you made it this far, I ask that you go to YouTube and just hit subscribe. I don't care if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're on a podcast, just go to YouTube and hit subscribe. I don't care if you ever watch a YouTube video, just hit subscribe. That's all I ask. So uh, it is Friday the 3rd. I will be back Monday. I will probably post an additional podcast that will be the TrendSpider um, uh, instructional video. So um, look at for that this weekend. It won't be anything like crazy. Uh, that should be up on my channel later. I'll post it. Uh, if you're new here and you want to join our private Facebook group, it is completely free. I don't charge for anything. The only thing that I sell you uh, is a, a subscription to TrendSpider. And you get access to my algorithm, you get access to the core portfolio, all of our watch lists, all of our uh, scanners. So when I'm not on air and you want to find a stock to actually invest in, um, you can find one. Like, you know, Sean's asking on YouTube, what's a good stock to buy this morning if I just want to make a little money? I'm brand new, brand new to this. Well, TrendSpider, you, you do a little bit of work in TrendSpider and you could find it. Don't worry, Sean, I'm going to try and find you one. But... I'll, I'll probably be wrong. <laughs> um, there is nobody on the internet who say, yeah, here's a stock to buy and you'll make a ton of money um, for today. No, there's nobody that's going to do that. And if they, they're telling you that they can do that, they're lying. But again, I appreciate all you guys listening. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate everything. Uh, you guys have a good weekend. Um, enjoy. See ya.